In today's show, we look ahead to Tuesday in the NBA, how we can stream, what things we're watching for, injuries, and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Substack JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PrizePix.com, the promo code LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right. It's only five games on Tuesday. So let's look at those five games now. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Kings and Sixers is the first game up. Um, no spread or total out for most of these games for Tuesday at this point. In terms of Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox is questionable, but he did practice. So there is some positivity towards him returning on Tuesday. If he is out, we probably stream Davion Mitchell and we almost definitely get disappointed. But it's really hard to ignore a 30-plus minute upside starting point guard. But we probably get disappointed. Alex Lenz dealing with an illness. We don't really care there. While Tangles Maxi is out in Philadelphia with that foot fracture. And they uh, also have Daniel House who's been upgraded to probable with that foot laceration. He just comes in and plays his 10 or 12 minutes or so off the bench. Doesn't mean that much. What we are watching for in Sacramento is the recent play of Keegan Murray. He's seen the minutes jump back up. We know he was playing poorly, but thirty. Look, the last four games, 24 to 27 to 30 to 35 minutes. That's really encouraging. UC just spiked a little bit there as well. I'm still not 100% convinced that he's going to be this rollicking top 100 player rest of season. I think there'll be a stretch of it for sure. Um, and I think he's fine to grab. We know there is some upside in his fantasy game. I still don't love him as a player. And I think that when he does struggle, Mike Brown will be quick with the hook because they are, again, development is not the number one priority for this team. But the guys behind him aren't particularly good. Trey Lyles and Casey Okpala. So it's not one of those situations where there are definite better players behind him all the time. Yeah, I do want to see if he can build on what he's done, but I don't know how trustworthy I am with him. Is that right? Trusting in him I am. Malik Monk has struggled the last couple of games. I still think he's worth a hold because especially if Fox is out, there is opportunity, but we have seen minutes interestingly decrease when Fox isn't there. Maybe Brown likes when Monk and Fox play together more and he's gone other directions in these games. So maybe the return of Fox actually helps Monk. Regardless, I want to stick with him through at least Tuesday's game and see what happens in that one. But the Sixers, the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. We know his minutes are up, but also, more importantly, his steals are up. And that's really, really impacting his overall production. His usage isn't sky high. and I think it's going to decrease when Maxi returns, but he's getting by by getting really career-high steals numbers. Is that a real thing? Is that going to continue? I also want to watch Jimmy Harden, who is back. He's playing big minutes. His minutes are insane in the first three games already. The foot problems are not really bothering him. Can he push back to be a top five player? That's what I want to see. The next game, 
Warriors, Bucks. Um, we know Joe Ingles is out for Milwaukee. We don't know whether Andy Wiggins is going to play. He's missed the last three games. He's dealing with that adductor injury. And then there's Chris Middleton in Milwaukee with an ankle problem that caused him to leave their last game early. There are obviously two big ins and outs. What I do want to watch is John Kaminga because he has played much better in the last couple of games. Probably not to a 12-team league stream level, but with only five games on, he might actually become that player if Wiggins misses. I also want to watch Jordan Poole because we have seen his production really, really jump up. Some of it's been on the bench, but he started with Wiggins out, and we have seen it time and time again. Put him in the starting lineup for some reason, the numbers go up. It requires someone to be out whether Steph, Clay, or Wiggins is out, but the numbers thrive. And we're seeing that again. Does it continue if he moves back to the bench? Has he figured some of the stuff out that he was struggling with? Has the change in the Warriors rotation, no more James Wiseman, and Jordan Poole playing with Draymond Green in second units, has that improved his overall outlook? It appears to be. For the Bucs, I want to see what Grayson Allen can do. I think he's worth a stream spot, especially if Middleton is out. But how they run the Allen and Javon Carter minutes if Middleton's absent. Carter would become a really strong stream if Middleton does get sidelined. I also want to watch Brook Lopez, who is starting to drop a little bit. Some of his shooting numbers have fallen away, but the blocks are really keeping him there. I find it really hard to work out his rest of season value because every time you look at what he's doing, you go, no way. Like, how's this possible? What's going on? How's he doing this? Yet he keeps doing it. So we can say sell high for a top 50 player, but you might cost yourself. And no one's going to give you a top 20 player back or top 30 player back. So generally, the best idea is going to be just write it out. But I, it's one of those ones where, again, I'm just always wanting to watch what's happening and see, does anything drop off? Because he's been unbelievable. And this is, again, level of play from him that we've never seen before. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, but it's easy. It's not salary cap stuff. It's not up against thousands of people. It's you versus the individual player projections. How does it work? Where you pick two to six players and you go to their individual player projections. Brooke Lopez, over under one and a half blocks. Which one do you think is going to happen? Giannis, over under 30 and a half points. Which one do you think is going to happen? And you get between two to six of those individual player projections. You stick them into a lineup and you can win up to 25 times your money on an entry. It's not competing against other people. It's just against the projections. There's also other sports. You can do disc golf, NFL, NHL. College basketball, college football, soccer, cricket, esports, MMA, boxing, golf. So many different things. Cricket. So many different things on prize picks. And it's easy to do. You can do your entries in under 60 seconds. And this is available in over 30 states in the US and in Canada. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's go to the next one. It's the Suns and the Rockets here on a Tuesday. Um, interesting game. We don't know the status of a few key players. Well, actually, one key player, and that is Devin Booker. I do not expect that he plays in this game. I think more realistic, he returns on Thursday against the Clippers, but that has not been confirmed yet. With him out, you get boosts to Deontay Ayton, obviously, Mikhail Bridges, obviously, uh, but then minutes boosts go to Cameron Payne, Damian Lee, and then it's sort of between Shamit and Sharich and Akogi. Akogi? Akogi? No, it's Akogi, isn't it? What the, why did I just screw that up? Or think that I screwed it up even though I didn't. 
We know Cam Johnson's out. We know Jason Tate is out in Phoenix. For the Suns, what we do want to watch is John Ayton. Last game, he was really, really good with Booker out. Can he maintain that level if Booker plays on a consistent basis? I don't know. What we always want to watch is aggression, like blocks, rebounds, and free throw attempts. But getting that big usage up was really impressive for Ayton last game. And then we want to watch Damian Lee, who does become a streamer. You might get 13 points and three threes out of him, which might be enough if you need that in your matchup. It's not going to be for everyone, and it's probably not worth ads in long-term roto leagues or anything like that, or even a start in a weekly format. But it is worth looking at as a daily stream on a low-volume day. For the Rockets, what we do want to watch is what they do with Tari Eason. He didn't play well last game and played only 13 minutes. And that is going to be the problem with him and with ever, whoever it's John Lucas or Stephen Silas coaching, what they decide to do with his minutes. It's been really good. He's been playing really well, but it still remains just a luxury stash until there's a pathway cleared for 28 minutes. And I'm not convinced it's coming anytime soon. So that's why it's a luxury stash. And we expect him to give you 14 team league value until something changes. Hopefully it changes. And we want to watch Jalen Green, Filipino legend, who's been good to great to bad. It's all over the place. Like, we want consistency and efficiency, but also in his playmaking. You'll get these strings of six, seven assist games. You go, that's great. Then you have 18 points on 18 shots with two assists and two rebounds. You go, this is pointless. I think his ranking underestimates his overall impact for fantasy, but you've got to be really set up to deal with the problems that he brings, and sometimes that is inefficiency. So we want to see whether we can get some elements of consistency here for Jalen, who was really good last game, but let's see. Does that continue in this one? I don't know. Pelicans Jazz. Ingram is out. Sexton is out. Herb Jones is likely to return. So that's going to have an impact on a bunch of players. Daniels, Marshall, Alvarado, maybe Murphy as well. I expect Murphy to keep starting though. But how those other guys get impacted is something we need to pay attention to. And then with Utah, there's tons of uncertainty. We know that Colin Sexton is out, but Jordan Clarkson, the man on the street. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. He's questionable. Larry Markinen is questionable. And for some reason, Mike Conley is questionable for rest. Pretty confusing considering it's not a um, back-to-back. It's just questionable. Don't know what's going on. Simone Fontecchio, also questionable with an ankle sprain. But there's a big opportunity here with Clarkson, well, Sexton out, and maybe Conley and Clarkson out. There's a massive opportunity for, um, actually, what am I doing? I'll talk about that in a second. Let's talk about the Pelicans. Nigel Marshall's been really good. I think with Jones back, the ability to stream Marshall in 12-team leagues gets reduced. Now, you can still do it because we're on a five-game day, and there's not that many great options out there. But Marshall's been playing huge minutes. I think Daniels loses quite a bit here. Um, but Marshall, 30 minutes in three straight games. I don't think he gets that with her back, and it's hard for me to look at him as a must-roster player or must-stream player. Zion, that's what we want to watch because he's dominating. Yes, there are holes in his category league game, but if you took a plunge and took him in the third round, knowing you're punting free throws, I think you're pretty happy. He's given us more defensive stats than we expected. He's actually unstoppable offensively, like scoring and field goal percentage. The assists and rebounds are solid. Like, there are plenty of holes in his game, but he, he's great. And we want to see if he can start to just... Is he going to remain a, like, 30-point score on 70% shooting? Because it's not crazy. Like, he's done it so many times. Can we get another one? For the Jazz, as I said, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is what you want to watch. Because with Clarkson maybe not playing, with Conley maybe not playing, and Sexton out, Alexander-Walker played 40 minutes last game against the Nuggets. Now, I don't know whether those guys are going to be out or not, but Alexander Walker is someone you really need to be poised to have a look at, to grab, because there is huge opportunity. 
I think it would be highly unlikely that both Clarkson and Conley are out in this game, which does nullify some of the Alexander Walker upside. But I'd much prefer him, say, than a Taylor Horton Tucker, who started last game as well. And I might even prefer him over Malik Beasley. I probably wouldn't because Beasley's value is more secure. But we do definitely want to watch Alexander Walker. I also want to watch Walker Kessler, who moved to the bench last game, but still played 20 minutes. He's played 20 minutes or more in five of the last six games. He blocks a ton of shots and he's got good field goal percentage. To me, that's a must-roster 12-team league player. If he goes back and plays 12 minutes, 13 minutes, then it's really hard to trust. But if you're still getting 20 while Vanderbilt gets 24, 20 is enough. 25 is brilliant. So let's see how they decide to use these guys. The Celtics and the Lakers. This is the only back-to-back of the day with Boston coming off the back-to-back on Monday against the Clippers. The Celtics are four-point favorites. No one has ruled out yet, but we don't know the status of Al Horford or the Rock DJ Rob Williams. I don't think Horford's going to play. He missed Monday's game for personal reasons and it is a back-to-back in LA. So is he back at home? I haven't heard reporting on that. But Rob could return. Woj keeps like, oh, maybe we'll see. The other return is going to be, or Friday, Sunday is the next lot of games the Celtics play. We need to see whether, obviously, Horford and Rob Williams play because it has a gigantic impact on a lot of guys, in particular, Derek White. Maximum Derek. How does it have an impact on Derek White? They play different positions, yes, but Williams will start. They'll push everyone down a position, and White's minutes then get mixed in with Malcolm Brogdon's coming off the bench. And that makes him a really tough guy to roster in that spot. While Grant Williams also loses a ton of upside. Now, Williams has barely been a 12-team league guy anyway, with Rob Williams out. I don't think he's going to be able to maintain that value. For the Lakers, I do want to watch Lonnie Walker. Hello. Because I just don't think he's good enough to be a category league must-roster player. But on a day like this, five days, he's worth having a crack at. Now, we know that his value comes from scoring and literally nothing else. He's hitting threes that are really, I think he's at 46% over the last month or something. Like he's hitting him at a ridiculous level. And then that's where you go, oh, if that drops off to his career number of 34, then he's totally cooked. But the volume is okay. The role is relatively secure. So we want to see what he's able to do. Now, last game, Westbrook played like 21 minutes. That's also what I want to pay attention to. Price of brick going up. Is Russ going to be a 21-minute guy? Because that's really not going to be enough for 12 team leagues. So what's his playing time look like with Schroeder and Beverly and Walker and Reeves and all these guys cutting in? Where does Russ sit? What does his playing time look like? They are things that we need answers to, and let's get some data on it in this game. Today's episode, before I get into talking about streaming, is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. All the Week 15 action for the NFL is up at BetOnline. And my Miami Dolphins, what a game. Wow, what's, what days are these games on? These days seem all over the place. Anyway, we have got the Buffalo Bills and we're seven and a half point underdogs on the road. Oh, Al, we should have beat the Chargers and I'm disappointed we didn't. My son just uh, just gave me the, the, the subtle GG and uh, you know that hurts more than rubbing it in, to be honest. But the Dolphins are seven and a half point underdogs. We're looking for a bounce back. All of those odds are over at BetOnline. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Looking at back-to-backs for Tuesday, Wednesday, there are two teams that do it. It's the Warriors-Kings. I wouldn't expect Fox plays in both of those. Obviously, we're not expecting Clay Thompson to play in both of these for the Warriors. I don't know about Wiggins. I think if he plays Tuesday, he won't play Wednesday. And then there's the Steph 
and Draymond situation who have sat a couple of back-to-backs. I don't think it's a regular thing every back-to-back, but obviously we're going to want to pay attention and see where value can appear there. In terms of streaming for Tuesday in category leagues, Tory Craig, the role and the production is pretty secure. It's not great, but it is useful enough on a day like this. Grayson Allen with the potential that Middleton is out. Dennis Schroeder, I know he's been bad, but again, we're just looking for guys who might have minutes upside here. Kevon Looney, Austin Reeves is a stream option too. Yes, but you know, don't have much confidence in it. This is that when we see when we're looking at such a low volume day of games, you're not your guys aren't really that great. Like Shake Milton's an option here. He might get you 11, 3, and 3. Like, okay. It all adds up, but we're not talking about great options here. Eric Gordon, also a stream option. And Pat Beverly, when you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. In deeper leagues, Gordon and Beverly are available in 90 plus percent of leagues. So they are good deep league guys. Then you've got Bruno Fernando, PJ Tucker, Damian Lee, who might actually push to 12 team if Devin Booker's out. George Niang, Javon Carter, who pushes to 12 if Middleton's out. And Pat Connaughton is an option there as well. For the points leagues, we're looking at um, Dennis Schroeder, Larry Nance, who is yeah, absolutely a must-roster player in every single category league. Points leagues, it's less certain, but I think you still probably want to grab him in 12s. Walker Kessler's a must-roster. Tari Eason, we talked about. He's a good streamer, but we talked about the luxury stash there. Tory Craig, Kevon Looney, Lon Walker is available in over 50% of leagues now, and he's a great stream for this day. And then Grayson Allen, also a pretty good streamer. If you look at the next five days, so we're going Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we've got three volume, low volume days over that time frame: Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So how can we maximize our games played and our streaming value with waiver ads? Well, Larry Nance, like it's just an unbelievable ad. He's available in over 50% of leagues. He's got three low volume days in the next five games. It's an unbelievable, it needs to be done, guys. He needs to be added. Walker Kessler's also got three low volumes coming up. Must roster. Tory Craig with three low volumes. Grayson Allen with three. You get one ad here for some very, very strong options, especially those first two. Nance, Kessler, Craig, and Allen. Sensational value over the next five days. Then there's Tari Eason with three. Malik Beasley with three. That's a pretty strong ad. Eric Gordon with three as well. And then you go down to Caleb Martin with two games on low volume days over the next five days. But there's plenty available in lots of different leagues that you can add. If you just look at the next five days in general, not just low volumes, Kyle Anderson plays two games, but he's a must-roster guy, and he's available in over 40% of leagues. You've got to grab him. It's only two games, but you've got to have him. Bruce Brown has two games. I think Maga Porter Jr. is going to be out for these games, so that makes Brown a guy to roster. Now, he's a little bit up and down, but I think you still want to have him. There's Larry Nance, who I talked about, and then Caleb Martin, who's got the three games over the next five nights as well. Obviously, there is one high volume in there. In terms of other players who maybe on the high volume days, you're not as interested, but I think you still are. Walker Kessler, Malik Monk, Alexei Pokyshevsky, and Jeremiah Robinson. There are three games for all of those guys over the next five nights, and that is insanely valuable. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.